The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. When the angels went away from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go then to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, yeah, it's a, it's a great little gospel passage that, uh, that we have for our celebration uh, this morning of, of the Nativity of the Lord. It's a, it's a passage that um, follows on immediately from, uh, from a passage we heard uh, here at midnight, uh, which was uh, the, the beginning of the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. A decree goes out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. And here, by the time we see you know, the very practical details of, of Jesus coming on the human scene, of, of God being born as a man. We've, we've already had uh, laid out before us uh, very, two very different ideas of kingship. Yeah, they're different um, not only in source, but also in, in method and purpose. Right? We see Caesar Augustus looking to, to count the whole world, right? To, to chop them up, divide them, put them into their proper places, not just for the sake of ordering, but so that he could have control over the totality of his empire. Um, you know, we, this kind of, this uh, power uh, from on high, as it were, is exercised by Caesar Augustus, and, and yet we see the, the God who is, who is God and king of all, the rightful king of all, uh, does not govern from, from up top, right? He doesn't, he doesn't look to oppress people or, or cram them, you know, further into uh, the confines simply of, uh, you know, of what they do or what they can produce uh, or how he is to profit, but he seeks their liberation at, at every turn. And so we see, yeah, that Jesus uh, being, being born to us today is, is um, God's answer to the question of the darkness of the world. Yeah, so when we see, again, Caesar uh, issuing his, his decree, uh, the Holy Family on the run, as it were, um, not finding for, them, for themselves an appropriate place uh, to settle for, for the beginning of their family life. Uh, we see that Jesus himself, God himself, is coming among us to take on the human plight in all its, in all its poverty and pain and injustice and the rest. He's there to take it on himself into his own body, uh, which I think is a, a, a significant reason why when we see Luke describing uh, the scene and the, the, the pointer that he gives uh, from the angels uh, to the shepherds, that the babe will lie in a manger, that, he, that they will find him in a feeding trough. We know that our, the, our food, the food of divine life itself, knows our plight, knows our poverty, and has come to sustain us in our weakness here and now, as as we have to live, um, you know, uh, opposed to uh, the 
the onrushing darkness of, of our world. So I have this, you know, my, my little motto this morning, and I have a hard time, of course, keeping anything in my mind uh, because uh, I'm, I'm messed out, as it were. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, just keep, just keep this motto in your mind, and I, I have a hard time doing it. This, when we look at, when we look at the, uh, the manger, okay, this is what I want to think. This is what God has done about it. This is what God does about it. And so we have a, any, any number of questions, right, in, in our hearts, our lives, in, in the world, in our society, the rest. We, we have any number of questions, right, about, you know, wh- what is going on? Wh- why does it have to be like this? Um, how, do we, how do we get through this, right? How do, uh, the, the, um, the common questions of, of our human plight, and we say, this is the answer. This is what God has done about it. Right? And against the imposing uh, figure of Caesar Augustus, right? the, uh, a power that seeks only to control, this is, this is the power of God on full display. This is what he's done about it. This is what he does about it. And this is it, right? The source, the source of the kingship of Jesus is the power of heaven itself. The power of heaven is God's own life of love. The power of heaven is nothing other than self-giving love. And what is the, what is the method by which Jesus' kingship comes to bear and is brought not only to, uh, not only to you know, our hearts and minds, but extended to every corner of creation, but self-giving love? Right? This is the method, the method of God's, of God's madness, right? The method of God's madness is self-giving love. He is... He is, as Saint Jose Maria Escriva says, the divine madman. Yeah, it's not enough, I think, for us to say, yeah, okay, we're going to celebrate the incarnation today, God, God becoming man, right? God taking flesh and the rest. Let's say, not God becoming man, God becoming a madman, right? He's because he's he's that madly in love with us that that this this would be his approach. Yeah, so the power, the method. Self-giving love, another way to say that, the method is forgiving love, mercy. Right? We saw that when the, when the generous love we heard in the second reading, when the generous love of our God was made apparent to us, right? when, when God was born among us, the generous love, and what, what are the most generous things that love can do but forgive and show mercy? This is God's method, the method by which his kingdom comes to bear on earth as it is in heaven. And of course, the, the aim is not simply renewed lives, but renewed human lives, renewing all of creation. Right? God wants nothing less than the renewal of his entire world. And he's called us to himself to bask in the, in the glory of his becoming man so that we could be renewed from the inside out. Yeah, so it's, it's ours then to, see, to make this exchange, to, to, to be brought into this exchange by God. We've been summoned to it. God is pouring himself out in love in the most radically generous ways we could ever imagine and beyond our imagining. And it's ours then to return love for love. That coming before him today, whether it's, again, basking in the glow of, of the manger, uh, here celebrating Mass, our own prayer, our time in fellowship today with our loved ones, we're giving praise, thank-filled praise, to Almighty God, and uh, and as we as we give Him as we as we enter into that ecstatic union with Him, as we love Him 
and, uh, and devote ourselves to him uh, with everything we've got, then we're made free to pour ourselves out in his service. That the, that the warm glow, the warm healing light of his own life being born among us might reach every corner of creation as, as we, like his, his torches lit up by the fire of divine love, bring his love to life to our particular corner of creation.